You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I'm Zach Blackerby with Locked On Auburn, joined by my good friend and co-host every Tuesday here on Locked On College Football, Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines. How are you, brother? I am struggling to talk, as we talked about off air, but you know what? We're going to power through it. No one's going to know any any difference, despite the fact that I'm calling it out right here, right now. Um, I think you sound great, and it's probably all the cheering and excitement um, th- th- that you have had up in your part of the country due to um, Big Ten football coming back very, very soon. You know, like I, I hope that's the case, but Michigan fans, as far as I can tell by my writing, you know, but people, how many people read uh-huh. uh, the things that I'm writing, it, it's... It's just not the type of excitement you would normally get by any stretch. It's a so weird I'm year, man. I'm hoping it picks up next week when we get to game week. I hope so, too. Uh, and I bet it does. I bet it does. But all kinds of stuff to get to. The SEC is drunk. The Big 12 is awful. The ACC is really bad outside of Clemson. And then, of course, we got the Big 10 coming up this weekend. Let's start things off with uh, things happening in my neck of the woods, Isaiah We've had three weeks of SEC football, and outside of Alabama and Georgia being the top two teams in the conference, we know absolutely nothing else. I mean, everyone is beating everyone. Mississippi State is throwing for 600 yards one week. They scored two points against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is so hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. They're very good at baseball. They're very good at baseball, but... You know, Arkansas can go toe to toe with anybody. It seems like, but they just can't. You know, win unless it's against Mississippi State, who's you know has lost their offense, like we've talked about. And then like Florida, he's like, okay, is Florida legitimate? I kind of thought they were. Then Texas A and M, which is a team that I've been kind of eh on for the last few seasons, it's like they finally had a big win with Kellen Mond and Jimbo Fisher at the helm. I mean, it, there's just so many things going on in the SEC. I really don't know where to start. No, I, I think the thing, though, to start with is one of the, the teams that's undefeated. And let's look at Alabama because Alabama could have some – even though I think Alabama's got a really good shot to to beat Georgia just because of the matchups, uh, with the fact that they gave up almost 650 total yards defensively is insane. Yeah. Like, you would never know that of Alabama. And I don't care if Nick Saban's out there saying – yeah, you know, Lane. I know it was kind of lighthearted, but the whole, you know, is Lane, did Lane Kiffin do some Stein stealing things of that nature? Uh, which, by the way, every team does Stein stealing. So I also no don't think it was lighthearted, even... Isaiah. I don't think it was lighthearted yeah. at all. <laughs> it, it felt like you know, just his clarification and everything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you're Alabama, you have no excuse mm-hmm. against any team in all. You're Alabama. You have no excuse if you went up against the Kansas City Chiefs to give up that much as far as the amount of offense that another team gets. Yeah, You have no excuse for that. Do you think this says more about Alabama's defense or more about Ole Miss's offense? I mean, I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I, I think Ole Miss's offense has the proclivity to be really good like that. But at the same time, I mean... That's if you're an Alabama fan, that's got to be really worrisome when you go up against high-powered offenses. Right. Which leads, which leads me really quickly okay. to my next point, which is they're going up against a, a an also undefeated Georgia team mm-hmm. who doesn't have an elite offense. 
Yeah, so, it, but it's it's weird, Isaiah. They don't have an elite offense, but they are scoring points. I mean, Stetson Bennett is doing just enough. And, I mean, at times you even watch him and he's like, oh, wait, is he good? And then every now and then he'll like just miss a throw and it's like, oh, okay. All right, I think Stetson Bennett's just kind of Stetson Bennett. And he's just going to kind of be this guy that does just enough to keep Georgia in all these football games. Georgia, they kind of stumbled early against Tennessee, and then it really kind of looked similar to what they did against Arkansas a few weeks ago, where it was just kind of, you know, uh, this this surprising tussle back and forth, and then in the second half, it's just like, no, we're the better team, we're going to take over here. There's this weird optimism in favor of Georgia this weekend, and this Georgia-Alabama matchup, and I just don't see how Nick Saban's going to lose this game. I, 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 just, I just don't see it. Um, but we'll, 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 I guess we'll have to see. You know, the ESPN loves that stat, Nick Saban against his former assistant coaches, and I just don't see that trend ending this weekend. Um, no, I think it's going to look very similar to, I, I, I know this was forever ago, I think it was 2007, maybe 2008, when Georgia was coming up under Mark Richt, and Nick Saban was there, and every, everyone was was thinking, like, oh, this is a huge matchup. Both teams are undefeated. Both are ranked really highly. Georgia's finally going to have a chance to stand up and do something, and they got shellacked in, in Athens, and I kind of feel like that's not necessarily that they're going to get shellacked because I think their defense is so good, but at the same time, I, I still think Alabama's Alabama, even though I have serious concerns about that defense. Right. Um, other things happening in the SEC that stand out to you? Anything? Um, anything else crazy there before we move on to another conference? Uh, I mean, I, I I hate to do this to you, but I mean, you look at that Auburn Arkansas game, and uh, I didn't know the I had that that game on with the sound off. Sure. Uh, but so I didn't hear the explanation for. Uh, for what happened there when with the the Bo Nicks play and everything like that, the but backwards spike. I, yeah, like I, when I saw it happen, I was like, "Well, he spiked the ball. It's, yeah, it's fine." Not knowing the rule, mm-hmm. it, it. I I was rooting for Auburn for your sake. I appreciate that. Uh, but, but I also like in the aftermath, I'm somewhat heartbroken for Arkansas. Because that would have been basically the game right there for them. Well, you know, was... and the reasoning was they blew the play dead. And so it was before Arkansas grabbed the ball. So it was still in Auburn's possession. But I don't understand this assumption of, I mean, I think if you rewatch the play and you, with the sound on, you see number 11 is Shedrick Jackson he, he is going to get the football, uh, but the, the whistle blows and he stops running. And it's just this weird, this assumption that Arkansas was going to win no matter what, if that was called correctly. Um, obviously, I don't know that they would have won no matter what, but it, they, it, it took away that, pretty much took the wind out of their sails. You know, when you have a big play like that, yeah, uh, and it, it doesn't go your way. It, it, I've seen it plenty of times up here at Ann Arbor. Yeah, uh, where it's just especially when you're trying to climb back up into something like with Michigan, it, it doesn't necessarily happen in every game. Now it happens mostly against Ohio state, but once you get that, that call go against you, 
you have that, all right, well, here here we go again, and you kind of resign yourself to to your fate. And I think that's kind of what happens uh, to Arkansas in that game. Yeah. Again, I'm happy Auburn won. Uh, that's Me too. what I wanted to see, Yeah. but still. Um, just quickly, two matchups this weekend that I think are interesting. LSU-Florida, get Florida bounce back. I mean, normally this is a, this is a, a cream-of-the-crop matchup in the SEC. LSU being 1-2, and two, it kind of tarnishes it a little bit, but can they bounce back? Can Florida bounce back? We'll see what happens there. And then uh, number 11, Texas A&M, who's 2-1, and one, going up against Mississippi State, that's 1-2. and two. This Mississippi State offense is going to pop a few more times this year. That's just what Mike Leach does. It happened at Tech. It happened at Washington State. We'll see um, how Texas A&M defends it. It would totally be a Texas A&M move for them to have their biggest win of this new Jimbo Fisher era and then the next week just come out flat against Mississippi State. So that's one that I'm watching as well. Oh, absolutely. I think that it's it's, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens as far as that's concerned, um, just because it seems whenever Mike Leach, uh, it, talking about that uh, Mississippi State, whenever Mike Leach seems to, to do what he just did, uh, which is call out his players, which is an act I'm, I'm not a big fan of, but he's done it before yeah. at multiple stops, and it seems like whenever he does it, uh, suddenly they they turn back into being somewhat formidable uh, again. So I'm curious to see if that happens again. Yeah. Um, I, I, and LSU Florida, like, yeah, how much my friend texted me uh, later in the night and said, LOL, the uh, ESPN is promoting this LSU Florida game right now. And it's like, yeah, of course they're going to, but how, how upset do you think ESPN is that, Things played out the way they did with, with when they already had their prime time marquee matchup set, and uh, and both those teams end up losing. I, listen, I think that LSU is in much dire, more dire straits than Florida, mm-hmm. but uh, at at the same time, Florida. I've always been curious to see if they could hang on to it because they they are kind of in a in a similar situation in my mind as the Texases and USC's of the world. We, we're very quick to proclaim Florida back. And uh, they they don't have much to show for it yet. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and and I'm a fan of what they've been able to do on offense so far. They just gotta put it together and and, and be consistent. And that's kind of something that you you look at Mullen. You're like, can you be consistent this year in 2020? With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional stain uh, chain storefront. So. Head over to rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. I've used Rock Auto to uh, replace some uh, headlights in both me and my, uh, my my wife's vehicles. Super easy. Saves you a ton of money. Isaiah, you talked about how you saved uh, thousands of dollars using Rock Auto. So rockauto.com, their catalog is unique and uh, extremely easy to navigate. I know nothing about cars, and uh, it, it was easy for me. So uh, head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the part, uh, all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right? Locked on in the how did, they, uh, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Isaiah, what did you think about the Big 12 this weekend, specifically... Uh, the the wild rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma. You mean the uh, the Red River Comedy Show? Uh, I think that's a good way to word it. Absolutely. 
I mean, it was hilarious. I laughed the entire time. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, it's That was such a weird game to watch because it, it, both teams looked really, really inept in the first half. And I know it was, what, 20, uh, 17 to uh, 17 tied going into the, uh, into the half. And then you have Oklahoma take the commanding lead, and Oklahoma suddenly looks really good, and, like, they're unstoppable. And then Texas comes back and does the same thing, go to overtime. It just felt like that game was never going to end because yeah. both teams were trying to outbad each other. And this, you, you, if you're a Texas or an Oklahoma fan – I, I don't know how, how you feel. If you're Oklahoma, I mean, you, you thought you were going to be in the college football playoff again, mm-hmm. and this is what what's happening. If you're Texas, does this mean that you're maybe getting closer to being in the same line of things as Oklahoma? I don't I don't know how you, you really react to any of this, but both teams are 2-2, two and two, and both look awful right now. When you look, if you are a Big 12 fan and you want representation in the college football playoff, is there any chance Oklahoma State can do it? I mean, they're three and zero right now. Their game against Baylor this weekend, as far as I know, is still postponed unless you've heard otherwise. Um, but so they're they're off this weekend. But they're the only undefeated team left in the Big 12. I think they're the only team with any kind of chance as they sit at number seven in, uh, I believe they're seven in both polls. I don't have that in front of me currently. But I don't think they have a shot to get there. Do you? I mean, I think if they go undefeated and look impressive doing it, they they do. I think any team from a major conference right now, it, I shouldn't say from a major conference, because I think the, the Pac-12 is going to be kind of on the outside looking in. I think when you play seven games, it's a little bit different uh, compared to, like, I think the Big Ten – might even struggle if, if say every team has a loss it's yeah. a, a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, but it depends, I guess if all of these other conferences keep on having weaker products, then it, it changes the landscape of things. So I think Oklahoma state has an opportunity. I think right now they're the only one obviously that has an opportunity. I don't think a one loss big 12 team has any kind of chance this year. If this was a normal season in Oklahoma, who has that cachet and only lost one game, then you kind of write it off as an aberration and move on. But it's clear that it's not. Uh, so I'm curious to see with Oklahoma State if they can jump up and uh, and be undefeated. I'm not convinced that they can because they tend to fall apart uh, somewhere down the line every year anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it's very realistic that it's Clemson, Ohio State, and two SEC teams. That is That is my bet. The issue with the two SEC team theory, and of course you can guess that that theory is very popular down here, is Georgia and Alabama playing each other this weekend. If that's the case, when they replay each other, assuming Alabama wins the West and Georgia wins the East, they'll have to, the loser of whoever it is on Saturday will have to win in Atlanta. And I just don't know how likely that is. And I think there's a chance, you know, if Florida beats Georgia, I think all that goes to goes kaput. Um, so I, I don't really know the most realistic scenario. A lot of people are saying, hey, two SEC teams are probably going to get into the college football playoff, but I just haven't really seen that mapped out to where it's extremely likely yet. You know, I don't, I don't know that it's likely for that reason. The fact that they yeah. finally get to match up, uh, I, you know, in the actual season I think is excellent. 
for that reason, because I, I hate the idea of because I also hate the idea that if if these two teams play each other twice, they have a shot to play a third time to determine who the champion is. Right. I, I don't like that either. Yeah. Uh, I think that if it, if it's two teams play each other, and one team wins, and maybe I'm just thinking back to to the year it was Auburn and Georgia. It, to me, like Auburn was the better team. So it, it, I, I just hate. They always say it's it's hard to be, beat a team the same team twice. I hate the idea of putting in two teams that didn't, you know, that did play each other a few times. Because think about all the times that you have, like maybe a one-loss team out there that doesn't—they lost to the one team, they don't get a shot. But then there might be a two-loss team that's played the same team twice that gets in. I mean, I think that's—I I think it's just—I I don't really have the words for it. I guess I could say it's just—it it just yeah. doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. All right, we'll talk about uh, the ACC, and we'll preview the first weekend of Big Ten action coming up right here on Locked On College Football. But first, I got to talk about uh, Built Bar, which I don't know how many of you out there have tried Built Bar, but I know that my listeners on Locked On Wolverines, they've been buying it in droves. And you know what? They have been continuously buying it in droves. When, when Built Bar was sold out, they were all coming to me clamoring, when can we get Built Bar? When can we get Built Bar? And now that it's back, I'm telling you, it's better than ever. Listen, I put my money where my mouth is. I've bought, I think, four or five boxes of Built Bar uh, since we uh, started having our partnership with them. It's this amazing protein bar that's low-carb, low-calorie. It's not gritty uh, like, a, like a lot of those protein bars out there. And you don't need a whole bottle of water to wash it down. I'm telling you, it's incredible. It tastes just like a candy bar. Uh, the coconut almond, it tastes like an almond joy. It's amazing. If you like that particular flavor, I'm super excited because today I got my uh, strawberry one coming in. And it, that's the promo that they had that they have going on. Uh, I believe there's one more day left in this promo where you get, uh, if you put in the promo code locked on, you get uh, 30% off of your uh, your next order. Uh, and that promo, when I say one more day, uh, that's actually re referring to a 12% off uh, that of your whole order uh, if you order this strawberry flavor. I'm telling you, Built Bar is where it's at. They're delicious. You'll love it if you try it. I put my money where my mouth is. You should, too. I promise you'll love it. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. So we've talked about this before, Isaiah. When you look at the ACC, we were wondering if Miami was legitimate can they keep up with Clemson? Um, I don't think I, I really don't think there's a second place in the ACC. I mean, obviously there is, but just the gap between Clemson and everyone else, it's it seems to be widening more and more by the week. I mean, yeah, the only there are two other teams other than Clemson that I'd look at. But first, I want to mention, I mean, Clemson did what I think we were waiting to see Clemson do because I thought they looked really good in their in their first three games, but. Uh, or two games, but I think it's um, a little bit different uh, considering the level of competition they played. So to finally go up against a ranked opponent in Miami, I mean, Miami looked excellent in all of its games coming up to that. Uh, I think we all probably had an idea that it wasn't going to go Miami's way, but wondered if Miami could stay in it, keep it a game. Derek King, was he going to be able to uh, work his magic? And was it going to be a quarterback duel? And it just turns out Clemson is still Clemson. Uh, 
I, I think that's why sometimes when a, a, a powerhouse like Clemson uh, or like Alabama, when they kind of don't put people away the way like Ohio State does, you know, keeping every team they play to uh, three or less points while scoring 70, uh, the Alabamas and Clemsons of the world sometimes they're just going to they're going to have their comfortable 40 to 20 wins uh, until they get to those big games, because that's what Clemson is built for. Now, I'm still really curious about what Notre Dame is going to be able to do mm-hmm. and what North Carolina. North Carolina kind of gave up late uh, and uh, had to hold on for dear life last week. But, that you know, they're still 3-0. and uh, Notre Dame's 3-0. and And I, I think that there's, a, there's one of those teams could, I think probably more so Notre Dame, could give Clemson a run. But I, I think we need to see what happens as they uh, they go down the line of their schedule. Right, right. And then as uh, as we move into our final topic on the Tuesday edition of Locked On College Football, Zach Blackerby, Isaiah Hole, here with you, looking at uh, looking at the Big Ten this weekend. Uh, which matchups do you think are most important for folks to keep an eye on? Well, keep in mind it starts next weekend. But I'm sorry, we are, I'm getting ahead of we, myself. But we, but this is something that we do need to start talking about because yeah. the Big Ten released its schedule. Uh, I mean, I think that honestly, the biggest matchup is, and not to be a homer here, but it's the primetime matchup the uh, of uh, Michigan at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the two ranked teams going to be playing in primetime. Uh, we don't really know what either of these teams are yet, so I'm really excited about that. You, one that I'm sneaky excited about though is a noon matchup. Uh, that's uh, going to be coming up, which is Michigan State and Rutgers, because Rutgers and Michigan State both have new coaches. Y- you feel like Rutgers is going to get better pretty quickly under Greg Schiano, but how much does that mean in the scope of the Big Ten? Where's Michigan State? That's lost all this talent. Uh, y- they weren't able to work out with uh, Mel Tucker at all. Uh, you know, either they they both teams had their coronavirus issues over the course of the off season. I have no idea who's going to win that one. Like you would say, normally Michigan State would, you know, run away with it. But Michigan State and Rutgers have played kind of close, uh, even when Michigan State's been pretty good. So I have no idea. And I'm really anticipating that that could be actually a really fun game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's interesting. What, what do you think about Big Ten teams being ranked currently? I mean, I think that they should be because I, I think it's ridiculous when you look at Ohio State being sixth, right? Like, I understand they haven't played a game, but does anyone really think that Ohio State's the sixth team in the nation? Does anyone think that they're worse than third? I don't think you so. You know what I mean? So just rank them where you see them fit. Yeah, like, it's like I if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, like, and, and I know part of it is there's some people that are just not ranking the teams that haven't played, and it's like, listen, you know they're going to play, so put them in. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just a, a a dumb show for you know people that want to you know try to make themselves self important honestly because we know Ohio State is going to be one of the best teams in the country uh, you know that a lot of these other teams Wisconsin Penn State Michigan uh, Minnesota are going to be in the conversation so put them in the conversation because they are going to be playing right where could people hear you every day. They can find me at uh, Lockdown Wolverines. Find it on Twitter at On Wolverines, or you can follow me on Twitter at Isaiah Hole, where we post both the uh, Lockdown Wolverines podcast as well as everything from uh, Wolverines Wire. Fantastic, man. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby and uh, Locked On Auburn is available every day wherever you get your podcast. We will have more Locked On College Football tomorrow with some of our friends uh, throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. But we will be back next Tuesday. This has been Locked On College Football. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.